Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find me there on as part of Empire Media, that's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now about the running back situation, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, their improvement, how patient Robinson has been. I've talked about it in here. Anyway, you can check that out. So there you go. In a few minutes, I'm going to get to my keys and predictions for the game. And actually, I'm only going to spend about a minute or two just talking about other things because there's not a whole lot going on Friday. Now, the one thing we do know is that tight end Logan Thomas will not play because of uh, because of the concussion. And while they're excited about Cole Turner, this is a loss because, and I know they've dealt with Thomas being out in previous years, missed a lot of time. We get all that, but he's a guy that you miss when he's not in there. Look at that catch he made last week. Nobody else at that position on this team, and maybe only Terry McLaurin makes that catch and holds on to that ball in that situation. He's a better blocker from in the line in line than a guy like Cole Turner. Now, you know, Cole Turner is a is a more of a bigger receiver at tight end. So more of a little bit more move guy. The slice blocks he does a good job on what he's trying to do at the line. It's just Logan Thomas is just stronger. Like you watch when I watch these guys do the sled work, there's a pronounced difference between like Thomas, John Bates, and then Cole Turner. Cole Turner just doesn't, he doesn't get his lower half into the blocks when he's doing it. So when he's when he's just taking a guy head on compared to the others, and like even on the sled, he has a harder time with it. The point is he's not going to just do all the stuff that Logan Thomas did, but Turner can catch the ball and Turner can be a threat for them. So he can help them in the pass game. And again, when used properly in the run game, the slice blocks, some move blocks on space, that's when he does a better job. So anyway, there you go. So Logan Thomas will be out. Everybody else, there's really nobody on the injury list. Now, Curtis Samuel and then Cam Curl both missed practice with an illness on Friday. Sounds like it, they listed as questionable for Sunday, but it sounds like if they could put probable, like you used to be able to do, which you don't do anymore, then they would have put probable. So just so you know, that's what's going on with them. And um, so and Deron Payne is not on the injury list. So if you ask about him, he's not on there. That means he's going to play. Um, and as far as the illness, I don't know what it is. I do know that there are some guys dealt with it. It's more like cold and flu-like thing, symptoms, and some guys dealt with it early in the week. These guys are dealing with it now, but I would expect them to play on Sunday. So game's a sellout, a second sellout of the home season. Now, of course, the Bills travel well, so there's going to be a big contingent of Bills fans. But the reason why I pushed over the top for a sellout, I'm quite sure, would probably be because of Washington fans, as it should be, since it's a home game. So it should be another fun atmosphere. The weather does not look good. So as I'm looking at the forecast right now on Friday afternoon, and of course you'll know more by, before um, the game begins, but let's take a look at the forecast for Sunday. Right now it's a 90% chance of rain. And according to my little Apple phone, it looks like during the game, it depends. Sometimes during the game, it looks like it's going to, will have stopped. And sometimes it looks like it's going to go all game. So right now, it might look looks like it might rain for about an hour into the game and then clear up. So who knows? Just stay tuned. You'll see what happens. But how will that impact the game? I don't know. And so it's, it's going to impact both teams. Is this game a measuring stick for Washington? Well, yes and no. Because 
they have beaten good teams in the past. Like they beat, they beat, they beat Philly. They beat the Steelers. They've beaten, they've beaten good teams. What they need is not a measuring stick game as much as like win a lot of games that year. Right. So yeah, this is a measuring stick to a degree, but if you win these kind of games, which they've done, you have to build on them and you have to build into a successful season. That's what they have to do. So what you have to do, the measuring stick will be, if you win this game, that's great. The measuring stick comes in. What do you do after that to me? Because that's when you know you've taken the next step. If you feel like you've won these games, the next step is building on these wins and then turning a good win like that into, instead of a seven or eight win season, into a 10 plus win season. Can you do that? That to me is the measuring stick for this organization. And that's where this coaches and teams need to get to. As far as this young season goes, well, yeah, it is. But, you know, the Bills are at a much different point in their development than this team is. You have a quarterback who's really, 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 really good in Josh Allen. You have a quarterback here who could be a good quarterback, but has started only three games. So there's a difference in where they're at in all the program, right? Um, The defense is where they should be. Washington's defense, there's no excuses for them. Offensively, it's still early. The enemies look good. The offenses look good last week. But where, you know, can they sustain it? We'll see. How is it going to look when now you have now Hall has three games films or three games on tape. How do defenses adjust to him? How does he adjust? That's the fun part about watching a kid grow is all that. And as Eric Bienemy says all the time, everything the kid sees in a lot of cases, it's the first time. So when you talk about like when we talk about or when the coaches talk about him, sometimes sometimes holding the ball a little bit. Well, the next week, it's like, yeah, maybe he does a better job in some areas of getting rid of the ball, but he's also going to see something else that's going to cause him to maybe hesitate just a little bit because it's the first time he's seen it. The key for Hal has been he doesn't repeat his mistakes. He learns. So he's going to go through all this, and that's okay because it's going to make him a better quarterback. So for people who don't want to hear about any of that, sorry, this is part of the growth of a quarterback. If you want to see him be a good quarterback, this is part of the evolution. And it's a fun thing to watch because this kid will get there. Like I, you know, there are a lot of things that he's shown that I think like, I'm really convinced this kid can be a solid NFL quarterback because he's got the traits and he's got to go through all these scenarios, but while doing it, they're still winning. So that's a key. So because they've done a good job around him, but he's also made plays when they need him to two minute situations. He's made some huge throws. And so, you know, there's a lot to like there. But so, again, measuring stick game, kind of, yeah, sure. But if they lose, is it really is a a devastating loss? No, because you got a game next week against Philly. And then the measuring stick to me is how do you respond on the road against a good team? So there's a lot that goes into this. Anyway, so let's get to the predicts or my keys to the game. Number one, be disciplined. That goes to the defensive line. And I'm not just talking about Chase Young. That's all of them. And that's the backups as well, because it's not like Chase Young is the only one who ever gets out of his rush lane. He's not. So he's he's one that does a little bit more than the others, but it's all of them. Now, if you watch any other NFL game against a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback, you're going to see even, for example, Thursday night, I'm watching the 49ers, really good pass rush, great defense. They get out of their pass lanes because sometimes it just happens. Daniel Jones gets outside of the pockets because it happens when you have the reason why those quarterbacks scare you is because they can see, they just take those, they see those, they get those creases and, you know, they, they take advantage of them because they happen all the time. So 
The key with Allen, Josh Allen, though, is limit those number of opportunities that he has to get outside the pocket and create damage. Now, this season already in two games, Allen has thrown three touchdown passes outside the pocket. That's tied for first in the NFL. He averages 10 yards per pass attempt when outside the pocket. So you need to do a good job at least limiting the damage he does when he gets outside there. Try to force him to his left. Now, I've seen him do good things when he goes to his left because he's Josh Allen. He's got a tremendous arm, and there's a lot of things that he can do when moving to his side. Like I've seen him make plays where you're moving him to the left, you get him left, and he just sees something over the middle and boom, stops and goes. And the arm is just so good that it's hard to react. It's just... You know, he's a he's a little bit like Patrick Mahomes in that regard. Not a little bit, a lot like that, where it's like you can do a great job defensively and this guy can still make a play because he's Josh Allen and because he's or because Patrick Mahomes. Like a couple of years ago against the Chiefs, there were some series of like, that's actually a really good job by the D and it's just Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, it, the it call could be Sean McDermott could just say, hey, Josh Allen, that's the play. Make a play because he can. Now, we've seen him make them both ways, right? Anyway. But the key is to keep him in that pocket as much as possible. He's a very good quarterback from the pocket too, but you don't want him extending the plays because you have receivers who can hurt you. Stephon Diggs, great receiver. These guys know how to play with a quarterback who does that. You have two good tight ends, and so that's going to prevent present a challenge too. And you know, like, and a lot of it, I will. I'm going to single out Chase Young just a little bit because he's going to be on the field a lot more than a guy like Casey Tool or others who I've seen kind of get out of their rush lanes as well. And Chase can make these big plays and you have an, uh, an athletic big guy and in, in young and sweat going against an athletic big quarterback in Josh Allen. So they got to get him on the job, ground, but like for Chase, there were a couple of times last week working his way back in, you know, maybe some rushes a little bit too upfield, a little bit too wide. You want to get to that seven, eight yard mark and turn in, right? Sometimes a little bit wide. And, you know, that's something that, and that, and if the, the tackle gets a little bit pushed inside, now you have a big gap there. And it's not all on Chase Young, but again, that's something that he can help from week one to week two in terms of his, where, where he's at, you know, going from one game to the next for him, what he can learn, that's it. And, you know, the other part is making sure the tackle knows, hey, you're going to rush inside on this play communicate that in some way to the tackle so they know to automatically replace like there was the one last week where what you know Al, john allen replaces but it's a little bit late and wilson gets out to the pocket fortunately for them jamin davis forces the fumble but those are the little things that can help against a guy like josh allen again just accept that he's going to get outside the pocket at times because he's really really good that's why these guys get big money this is not the only team that has a hard time against that but it is something they have to guard against because it can be very dangerous and the problem with him, and he has been sacked seven times outside there. So like that, it's it's not like he can't get sacked or seven times in two games, but not like he can't get sacked, but he does do a really good job of just he sees things. It's a quick when you talk about quick twitch, it's not just the the powerful arm, it's the processing, right? It's like you get outside there, boom, boom, you're going. And that's what he does. So like it makes it really hard to defend a guy like that. And it's why a guy like a Gabe Davis, a receiver, can be dangerous because he doesn't need a lot of separation to get a ball from, from uh, Josh Allen. And it's why Stefan Diggs is really dangerous because he can create separation. And now you get a guy who can get the ball there in a hurry. So now we've seen him make a lot of mistakes and meaning Josh Allen last week, 
one of the things that he did well is the air yards per target. I think in the first week it was like it was 7.4 in week one that Allen's air yards per target, three interceptions, heaving the ball downfield, careless with the ball. Week two wasn't careless, 3.9 yards per air attempt. So I'm kind of expecting a little bit more of that. Now, the Raiders last week played a lot of – they were kind of trying to take it with a big play. He did a good job of staying patient. Test that patience. You're going to have to test it. You're going to – you know, don't you don't want to give them that big play. They have given up big plays because of some communication or some breakdowns in coverage, and you can't afford that. But you want to test Allen's patience with that. And, you know, again, starts with the rush, put some pressure on him, does he just throw it up or not? Or is he content? Can he, will he find his little outlets and, um, and, and hurt you that way? Because that's what he did last week. And, and it, and it did. And so like, then you look at a guy like Cody Barton in coverage has to be better. There were times last week where he's getting out of his, it's, it's just, you know, again, is this who he is or is he just learning the D we'll find out more as we go, you know, because it's only two games for him, but what he's got to be is better. There are sometimes in his coverage, he's handing his guy off, but he's getting a little bit too far over. So when a guy comes crossing, he's not in a position to react. He's not a fast linebacker. He's not, he doesn't have, he's not slow, but he's not considered super fast. He's like, I think his 40 time was a four, six, seven or four, six, four from the combine average combine linebacker, four, seven, one. So, you know, so again, he's not, but he's, but it's, there's a difference between being fast and been playing fast and Matt Milano who is actually slower in the 40 than Cody Barton plays fast. So, so with Barton, he's got to be able to take away that middle from them. And then, you know, whether, you know, it's sometimes going to be tight end and camp curl against a tight end. Um, but they do have two. And then also for Barton, there was a play last week where I think it was a dump over the middle to the running. I think it was a running back, but he comes up and he breaks down about a yard or two away from him. You got to just keep going on him because he gave up seven more yards after that. That's not you. His job is to, you get up there, you 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 don't break down. You just run through them, and you force them to decide where there's help, and then it's their job because the coaches won't get mad if you miss a tackle in that situation. They will get mad if you break down, and then he gets by you, which is what happened last week. So he needs to do a better job in coverage. Finally, do you spy? Well, yeah, you do. You can use Jamin Davis on that. They did that last week with Russell Davis at times, and they did that with um, in the opener as well against Joshua Dobbs. So you do do it on occasion, but you can't do it all the time. You can't just have one guy devoted to Josh Allen, but you can do it, and you can do it with multiple guys. Cam Curl can do that. And again, Jamin Davis has the speed and the size to do it. That's a key. Like, Jamin is big. So you can do it, but how much you can do it, we'll see. Because usually coaches say it's a, it's, a, it's a handful of times that you can do it, but it needs to be effective, and you do have a guy that can do it because of size, et cetera, and speed. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code KIM, K-E-I-M. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code KIM. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, number two key, be smart. And that's on offense, and that's with Sam Howell. Howell is a smart quarterback, and it's one of the things I've liked about him. It's one of the reasons why I felt like he had a chance to be good is because he is smart. And, you know, but when I'm talking about smart, there's going to be, when we talk about, like, and you talk to the coaches about the holding the ball, and I know some people are going to get tired of it, but again, it's part of his growth, people. You can't get mad at what a guy has to learn, you know, and you can't get mad that people talk about it because if you say, how can he get better? Well, it's here, but it's not just about, oh, he's looking for the big play or not. That's not always what they're talking about. Sometimes it's about the internal clock. So, and sometimes, listen, he's been sacked 10 times in two games. If you want him to survive, this is part of it. And so like, that's, that's why, that's why the coaches, the coaches talk about it. Okay. So, and that's why we talk about it or I talk about it because it's important to them. Now I will say last week, he did a better job in that overall, and that's good. He's a smart kid. But everything, again, is the first time. But it's the internal clock. So there are a couple of times where he maybe he gets pushed out to the right and you have a guy looping around the left tackle, which happened last week, and ends up getting him for a sack. In that situation, they want him to get that internal clock going. So that way, that wasn't about looking for the big play as much as it was, you just need to make a play right now, right? And and get rid of the ball because you know you're putting yourself in that clock. So, okay, I've already held the ball for three, four seconds. That ball needs to come out. And, and, you know, and that's fine to avoid that sack because what's going to happen is teams will start pushing them to a side and then looping the ends around from the other side because they know, okay, he's not getting rid of the ball. And then, then you start to see, is there fumbles or whatever? Those, that's one of the things that the coaches want him to continue to improve on. But there's another play that I really like from last week that kind of shows all that, that, and I think it's one where that it will help pay off this week. So there was one play I think it was in the, I can't remember which play it was. It was a pass to Antonio Gibson. I don't remember if it was in the second quarter or third quarter. No, it wasn't in the third quarter. Um, it may have been the second quarter. I don't I don't remember. But anyways, so you have uh, Jahan Dotson running inside route, running it like a deep over, and that's where he wants to go with the ball. And Jahan is probably going to break, oh, it was breaking open. Now you have a backside safety who might be driving on him. But you get the line getting moved back. And how looked like he was getting ready to go to, um, to, to Jahan but then the, the defensive tackle kind of gets washed and gets a hand up and it makes it a tough throw. So he steps over and he swings it over to Antonio Gibson for a five-yard gain. Now, had he been able to hold with it, maybe you get Jahan on a play, but I do think, but the timing of it was the timing, timing of it was off because the way the tackle played it. So Howell does the smart thing and gets rid of it to Gibson because there was a big play available to Dotson. But it wasn't there after the tackle disrupt after the defensive tackle disrupted the play. So he wisely goes over to Gibson. That's the kind of stuff that they're talking about. Like that was a really, really good play to me because it showed a level of maturity that, okay, you, you look for the big play, 
You got off it because you know, for whatever reason, and now you took a smart play. Okay. But what you don't want is a kid just always dumping it off. We've seen that, you know, um, before here with John Beck years ago, you don't want a repeat of what he did against the Niners where every pass was checked on. No, 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 no. This kid can throw it downfield and you want him doing that. So let him do that, but also understand the internal clock. And there are times where you can hold the ball to see where it's going. And other times, like I watched Josh Allen, that guy gets through his third to his third progression pretty quick because he knows that's gone. That's gone. This is, this is where I need to go. So I got 10 yards here, gone, 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 get it in rhythm. And now you give your third option, a good chance to run with the ball because you're getting it to him in rhythm. But Allen does a really good job with that. That's that internal clock. And it's knowing, is it there or is it not? It's all part of the process, people. And I it's why I think you should be excited about how, because that kid will learn. I, I mean, I really, I, I don't know anything for sure. I'm not that smart, but I do like what the attributes he has, how much film he watches, how he processes things, how calm he is and how smart he is. And he's been a, a film junkie for many, many years. I think all that stuff matters. And it's why I think you can be excited about where does he go from here? Anyway, so I do think like, so being smart is a big key and it starts with him with that. And, and I think, I think he can be so, but, but, you know, and sometimes you're going to hold the ball a little bit longer because you are trying to make a good play. That's fine. That's how you make the big plays. But it's when, when you know that it's not there, that's when you have to get over to the other ones and get through the progressions a little bit quicker, but that's easier said than done. And I do think like you can, I do think they can attack these corners, even Tredavious White coming off an injury from you know, um, still working his way back off that. And so, you know, I think they can get them. Now, what the corners do is play to their help very well. They have excellent safeties. Again, this is a really good defense. Like, I like their linebackers, like their front, like, you know, like the safeties. But the corners, I think you can do something. Now, you can do it with some, you can get some double moves, some little um, in and in, you know, get some little post corners or, or, or sail route or whatever, and then work comebacks off of those. I think you can do that because they're going to play to the help. This is a way to get them off of that and maybe create some other things and some indecision on them to get some other stuff down the road in the game. I also think over the middle, you can get a couple things. It's, I think that's going to be a lot on Cole Turner. I think that's one area where he can excel is between the hashes against these linebackers and some of the coverage. But you got to work back to the ball because they're good at coming up and disrupting that. So I think that's good. And then the screen game. How about the screen game? So one of the reasons why it worked so well last week is because of how Denver was rushing their ends really get upfield. And Buffalo's ends will get upfield. Leonard Floyd, Rousseau, those guys get upfield. They want to get upfield. And they have depth inside. So you can, you can take advantage of that, but it's not something you do necessarily right away. You set that up. It's how are you chipping? What Are you chipping the backs, the tight ends? How do you set these up? for for down the for for later in the game and again they do have quick linebackers but they can be had in this area but it's not as simple as oh it worked last week so it's going to work this week because they're different screens but the similarity is the bills like to get upfield with their ends and the broncos like to get upfield with their ends and it starts there so any you can play off that and 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 work it that way so that's a possibility to look for especially after the first quarter maybe see how it's going, see if the, see how aggressive the ends are getting upfield and then see what they do off of that. Because I think that's going to be something to watch. The screen game was really good last week. And when you talk to players, it's the details that they run it with is really good. And so, you know, I think that's going to be a big factor for them, but see where it goes first. <clears throat> last one, third key, win the ground game. 
that's on both sides of the ball because Buffalo did a good job last week. James Cook, I think it was like 123 yards. That's a career best for him. The Bills are going to, they tried to run their ball against Jets, not as much success. The Jets have a really good defense. The Raiders are not a great defense. Washington has a better defense, but this is a challenging offense to stop. What the Bills did well last week running the ball, they get you in those situations where they'll run. It might be second and 10, they might run. So you're going to get, and you're, you're so aware of the pass with them because of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and the tight ends that you're going to give up some yards on the ground because they gave up some last week. The Raiders gave up some guards on the ground because of it, because it was, you know, it's a third and three. Well, that's a passing down. Typically they run the ball and get seven or eight yards. You know, and there is, it might be a first and 10, but you're in a set um, where it looks like a pass. You may get, it might be an inside draw. Now you're getting nine yards. So that's not like they're not going to line up and just pound, 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 but they can, you don't want it to be effective in that area because if they are, it just makes Josh Allen more dangerous because now you have something else that you can turn to make it make say, make Josh Allen beat you because he can, but you don't want to let them do whatever they want. So you do need to take something away. And I think that's probably going to start there and just see, see how it goes with that. And that's going to mean, you know, the last week they did, did not do a great job in the edges. Initially, the corners have to do a good job against run. Emmanuel Forbes has to play the run better than he did last week, to be honest. And, you know, the linebackers, Cody Barton, he's got to be, he's got to really show up in this one because listen, you watch Matt Milano. Again, I brought that up. Like Matt Milano, his 40 time is slower was in the combine, according to combine was slower than Cody Barton's. When you watch him on film, it doesn't look like that because he plays to his speed and he's, he's plays fast. Whereas Barton is still learning this D um, is it again, is this who he is or is it just all about learning a D a new system, new players, et cetera. And regardless, got to show up and you can't let, you can't let them. And the other thing they, they were, they do run some of those crack plays. So guys like Chase Young, Montesweat have to be aware of that. They run too many of them. You could have Chase Young stand up, give some better vision. And maybe that helps, um, helps, helps a little bit. Right. Um, and so, but you've got to, you've got to, you, it's not the number one key because the number one key, you've got to stop Josh Allen. But you don't want them to be multidimensional because then you're gonna you're gonna be in a tough situation. And with the way again, the weather, who the hell knows what it's gonna be. Anyway, so that that's one of the things you must do. And then offense, you have to vary the run. So I think you can the Jets ran on the Buffalo Bills. However, what was the number I had? I think it was like two of their carries. Let me see if I have the number here, but it was like two of their carries. It gained, they gained um. I think it was 83 on one and 28 on the other. And then the other 26 gained like 61 yards. The Raiders did not do a very good job at all. And so I don't know um, what, what you're going to get there with, you know, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like that Josh Jacobs did not do anything there. So I don't know that you're going to have. Um, okay. So it was, it was two carries, 111 yards, 26 carries for 61 yards. And last week, the Raiders didn't really get much going on the ground at all. So they've done a good job in general on the run in the run game, except for two runs. But because what you what you so what you have to do is create a little bit of indecision by the linebackers. That means the jet handoff or the jet action, the motion. You've got to create the hesitation. The RPOs can help do that. And there were times against the Cardinals and I pointed out like, where you have those RPOs and you see the linebackers freeze. If you can get that, then you can hand it off and get some yards out of that with Brian Robinson. 
typically they've been throwing the ball out of that or trying to. I think this is a week where maybe you want to run a little bit more just to create some more of that indecision and not always just become one dimensional with some of those RPOs and, and do it because I think that's where it is, but that's where you can make them a little bit, a lot more ordinary. It is a really good defensive line. Ed Oliver is a really good defensive lineman. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a, a handle for, for the guards there. And it's, it's, it's going to be Sam Cosme and Sadiq Charles is going to have to do a good job against him for, to make sure that that penetration isn't getting there. And, you know, I really liked how Brian Robinson finished that game just very patient, just continue that, right? Just it's, it's a, again, another learning process for him because it is a new offense for him. He has to be more patient, more consistently than he had been, than he had been in the past. So how does that go? But if you can, if you can at least, this isn't a game where it, if the weather is there and I know a lot of it is, I know people are going to say control the clock and time possession. That's always helpful against an explosive offense. But if you control the clock without scoring in the red zone, doesn't matter. Because the Bills can score in a few plays. So you could hold the ball for eight minutes, get a field goal, they could score a touchdown in two or three, right? So then what'd you accomplish? Well, you ran the clock, but you didn't you didn't maximize it. So you have to maximize those drives if you're going to play ball control. And it's and it's and I do think they can get some big plays on these guys. It's just how are you setting it up? And that's what I think to me is going to be an interesting key here. Um, so we'll see. I mean. And I think as far as um, uh, when you look at the Bills run game, Spencer Brown, their right tackle, is not a very good right tackle. So I think they can do some things there. They probably will chip a lot because they did that last week with with Max Crosby um, facing Brown. So expect Montez Sweat, Chase Young to get chipped a little bit, a lot. And um, certainly going to double team inside a lot of John Allen. John Allen gets double teamed a ton. We know that. Deron Payne will get his share as well. Do you go to those Cinco packages to create one-on-one rushes for these guys? Possibility as well. So a lot to consider there. Anyway, that's it for me for the for the keys. Now the prediction, listen, you know, I, I thought they'd be two and one after three games, and I still think that's probably going to be the case. The Bills are really good. And is this team ready to beat a team like that? Well, they can. I don't see why not. In fact, I thought going, you know, last week I thought, well, if they lose the Broncos, I could definitely see them beating the Bills, although I don't know what kind of logic that is. But my point is, I thought they'd be two and one after three games. And, you know, would it shock me if they beat the Bills? No, I think they can. I think how like this, I think the fun thing with Hall is we don't know where he's going to go at this point. We just don't. You know, what kind of game is he capable when it's just all put when he puts it all together, when they put all together with an offense that is still new. So keep it that in mind. This is a still new offense. And they hung up 35 last week and they looked really good doing it. So there's a there is there's room for growth, which is why you should be excited. But they hung up 35 while doing that. And so, and he was a big part of that because I like I said, they're just some throws he makes where it's like, it's just a really, really good throw. Not perfect, but a really not, but I mean he's not perfect, but neither is Terry McLaurin. Nobody is. I'm not. So, you know, but again, 3-0 and while he's learning to play the position in the NFL. But I still have Buffalo. I'll go 28-23. I just think that we don't, like, we know more about where Buffalo's at, right? And I know, like, they had a, they kind of laid a stinker in the first game within the Jets game. That defense is really good, but and they should have won that game, but Allen threw it away. Last week, you saw what they could do when he takes better care of the ball. This team is better than the Raiders, and, um, there were, you know, so I think they'll put up a better game, much better game, but I'm still going to go with the Bills 28-23. So 
There you go. But I, you know, my predictions for what they're worth mean absolutely nothing. You know who takes it seriously? Not even me, because I'd rather talk about the keys of the game than a prediction, because the keys, you can go, go you're going in. I know these are keys of the game. Prediction, who the hell knows what's going to happen, right? You know, if you had, um, anyway, so that's my little spiel. I'm not a huge fan of predictions, but I am a big fan of keys to the game because I think that gets you ready for what you're going to see on Sunday. So that's it for me. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a loyal listener and helping this podcast grow. I'll be back after the game to wrap up the Commander's game against the Buffalo Bills. I'll talk to you next time.